Podcast episode 78. Uh, Pat Vent joined by Ross WB. Uh, Ross, what's shaking? Brand new microphone. Exciting times we live in, my friend. Yes. Uh, welcome to the 20th century. <laughs> uh, I don't want to think too fast, you know. We'll get to the 21st in, in a while. Yeah. Well, uh, over the weekend, uh, essentially we hit the off season. Uh, wrestling ended, women's basketball ended, men's basketball ended. And uh, so while there isn't too much more of Iowa likes to watch unless you really love Domicide, um, we, we, there are certainly still games to be watched over the next couple of weeks. And so uh, we brought in the best Iowa basketball fans we know, um, the, the gentleman from the Kingsbury Factor, to discuss uh, Kingsbury-like shooters and maybe a little bit of Iowa basketball while we're at it. Uh, we've got uh, Neon and Montrose. Gentlemen, what's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, good to be on here. Pretty uh, pretty fired up. You, I mean, you finally made it, really. We, we did. This is it. <laughs> we're, actually, <laughs> we're actually both wearing tuxedo T-shirts right now. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll try and get you a picture of that somehow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, we've hit the uh, the Sweet 16, and obviously a lot of of uh, Kingsbury Factor favorites have gone by the wayside. Um, who has their want to? Yes, yes. It, it that seems to kind of be the way it goes, uh, especially when when uh, the mid majors don't fare exactly as well as planned. Um, who, who are you guys going to be watching uh, for the next? Uh, uh, weekend, Montrose. We'll start with you. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, just a few guys that uh, I wanted to pick out. So, obviously, like Brady has slipped on Baylor is now on everyone's radar uh, after his last game. I mean, he hit nine threes. And uh, if people aren't familiar with him, he's Canadian, um, which is allowed in us. We can, you know, shooters from North America. So. He's Canadian, uh, he's got like sort of a Scott Disick, like Canadian enforcer hockey mullet going, um, and like he's <laughs> famous for his, he, he was in Slam Magazine, and not even like the Canadian version of Slam Magazine, like the, the American version of Slam Magazine when he was like 16, because he's a shoe fanatic, and he, and he was pictured like lying in a bed of 350 Air Jordans. Um, yeah, so, so which, yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty amazing. So, uh, how did he afford all those shoes? I mean, I look. I you know I don't want to get into NCA <laughs> regulation stuff. I don't. And I don't they're in Adidas school. They're in Adidas school. I'm amazed they got recruited. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, he, but he yeah. So anyway, so he he actually originally went to Boston College and was, like, 25 pounds fatter. 
Um, and then uh, the Colgate coach moved to BC. They sort of kicked him to the wayside, and he somehow ended up at Baylor, where he dropped 25 pounds and got, like, really, really good at shooting threes. So, uh, you know, he's someone to watch. Obviously, uh, Big Ten basketball fans know about Jordy Holtz um, on Indiana. Uh, the, the problem with him is that he doesn't ever shoot it. I mean, he shoots at 48%. He's, you know, pretty amazing form, just like the the prototypical, we, we call him, you know, the ghost of still alive, Damon Bailey. Um, prototypical Indiana shooter, but he's too kind and giving, and uh, which sucks for us. So, uh those two guys to keep in mind, and then and then the the third for me that that I was going to talk about is Scott Wood on uh, NC State. Now he's technically too tall to be to qualify, but he's also from Indiana. Six four is the restrictions. Six four is the restrictions. Exactly. I was going to say, give give the restrictions to the crowd in case they're not familiar with the Kingsbury factor. Right. Okay. So so in in order to qualify uh, for the Kingsbury factor, you have to be a uh, Caucasian shooter from either Canada or America, uh, you have to be 6'4 and under, um, and you just have to jack up a ton of threes, a la Chris Kingsbury. So, uh, that's, those are, those are the qualifying, and so Wood. Do you get bonus points off. if you, uh, live the Kingsbury lifestyle off the court? That, yes, yes, we actually huge, do. Huge, huge bonus points. <laughs> Exactly what we care about the most. Um, but uh, anyway, so he we, we can talk about that later. But uh, <laughs> so so Scott Wood, too tall, but he's from Indiana. He had 88 during the year at 41 percent, um, and he majored in parks and recreation. No joke. <laughs> uh, not the top television show, as far as we know. But uh, you know, a, a guy like that, you got to watch. Um, so yeah, so. Neon, you want to you want to talk about who you're looking for? Uh, yeah. So, dovetailing off the Jordy Holes thing, um, like we've we've been huge on Jordy all year, and we've haven't really forgot about him. But maybe he sometimes gets a little overlooked. But Matt Roth on Indiana also is kind of exactly what we want all of our shooters to be. I mean, the guy he's only taken five shots all year that weren't threes. I think he's Taking about 70, 75 threes or 80 threes, five shots away from threes. He's taken 15 free throws somehow. I don't even know. Um, I was actually trying to find out before the call how many of those were on threes that he got fouled on, and I couldn't dig it up. I wouldn't be shocked if it was all of them, but he 15 <laughs> free throws, hit all 15, you know, just crazy thing. And actually, um, we did this interview with, uh, I did this interview with Doug Gottlieb that I know that you guys so thoughtfully linked to, and um, to touch on what Gottlieb said, he said basically Roth is like an, an NBA player almost, like an off-the-bench scorer. He comes off the bench, they run a play for him. This guy, obviously, he's not warm, he's not getting other shots, he's not getting to the line to kind of, you know, fire up his stroke. And dude just comes off the bench, they run a play for him, he shoots a three, he makes it or he misses it. And they bring him out the second half. He does the same thing, basically. Um, so his volume—he literally shoots two shots a game. They're both threes, and he make, and he shoots at a fifty-seven percent clip. 
Yeah, 50, so, 57%. His, his uh, totals aren't quite where we where we want them and where some of these other guys are. And we have to factor that in. But as far as being just a pure gunner, I mean, this is this is the guy. So, I mean, any game where he goes off and hits three or four threes, I mean, that, that changes the complexion of the game. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, another guy playing on Thursday, I'm pretty sure, uh, is uh, Kyle Turek from Louisville. Um, last year, he was, I forget where he finished. Montrose, maybe you can remember, but he was definitely in our top 10 for the, our final top 20 of the year. Might have been top five. Um, he had 70 makes and 45%. This year, he's got 70 makes at 33%, with obviously a ton more shots. He's had a bit of an expanded role. He's got a couple more minutes. Um, he's, he's leading the team in scoring, which doesn't say a ton, because I think six guys on this team score nine points or more. That's one of these classic, you know, balanced Patino teams, and, you know, they're playing ten guys and all that. But whatever it is, his, his production and his accuracy went down. What we've basically pinned it down to is he was, last year he was homecoming king. He was Louisville's homecoming king. And this year he wasn't Louisville's homecoming king. And I mean, I, I think it's in his head. I think it's, I think it's completely fair to say that that is the lone responsible reason. Um, he's not getting nearly as much ass. He's not getting nearly as much ass. He's trying to dunk the ball to make up for that. He's got, he's had a ton of dunks this year, which is something that we're really not dead into. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're not getting ass, you try and dunk in basketball games to impress, you know, the ass. And, you know, look, look what happens, basically, Keurig. So we're not we're not totally down on him. We think that he can definitely go off uh, against Michigan State. And, I mean, he's going to be a big key. Everyone knows uh, Big Ten fans know how well they defend. So, um, you know, he's, he's a big guy. He's at the, the limit of our high restriction. He's 6'4". Um, but hopefully he can get it done. And then... Uh, I mean, the last two guys are my Wisconsin guys. So, what's Gosser, Josh Gosser, and uh, your your favorite transferee, Benny Bruss. We shall not we shall not name uh, the man. The man <laughs> we shall not discuss. Um, so, I mean, real quick on Gosser. I mean, the guy. My thing with Gosser is that he's the dude can play basketball. I mean, he, I think pretty sure he was the first freshman to start for Wisconsin since Devin Harris. Um, Bo just doesn't start or play freshman. I don't think Jordan Taylor played more than about 25 minutes his freshman year. Um, but he can ball. I mean, he had he had a triple-double last year. It was the first triple-double in Wisconsin history. It was the first one in the Big Ten since uh, Sergio McLean had one back in the, uh, I, I forget what year it was, but whatever, one of those years, 2000 or something like that. Um, so, I mean, next year he's going to need to get a little more just kind of desperate and start gunning. Taylor's going to be gone. He's going to be the main man. So we're hoping that it comes out in the tournament or, you know, as a, as a Wisconsin graduate, I am. Um, but we'll see. You know, he's a team player. He's a facilitator. But he shot at 46%, I think, this year. So, um, you know, he can do it. <clears throat> and then there's Rust. I know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I was kind of on the other end when that all went down. Obviously, we're like, okay, you know, we'll sounds great. We'll we'll take them and 
you know, the there obviously weren't any ill feelings on our end. Sure. Um, he's he's hot and cold. I mean, he went he went seven to ten against BYU back in November. He went crazy against UNLV. He went seven to seven. But I mean, in the in the first Iowa game, I think he was like one of eight or one of nine. I mean, you guys were probably just you know cheering and, and slamming. Was doing jumping green coronas. Actual legit yeah, jumping jacks. Jack. Jumping jacks and slamming coronas <laughs> in Denver Athletic. Um, and I think he was 0-4 the, the next game against Michigan State, which was an overtime game. One of those shots goes in. Like, Wisconsin wins that game. They let it get away from that at the end. So he, he's about as streaky as they come. Uh, you know, he hit three in the uh, Bandy game. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think guys are upset, but too. I mean, at least for this year, he's probably. I, I don't even know what he would have done on that team. I mean, obviously, you know, Gaten's is the main scorer shooter. I think Oglesby is probably a better player overall than Brust is, at least at this point. Like he's not. He's not a point guard. Probably had about three assists all year. Um, you know, he's just. Yeah. He's just a. He's a straight. He's a very straight gunner in. In the Matt Roth mold, he's a little crazier. Um, but, you know, Bo realized that his minutes went down at the end of the year. And both him and Gotcha had a little more freedom in the beginning of the season because Bo just lets guys shoot. And then once it comes down to Big Ten time, you know, it's like lock it down and let's be very, very, very smart and deliberate about what we're doing. But, yeah, I mean, we don't see – I don't see where he would have contributed on Iowa right. this year. You know what I mean? Like, I right. <clears throat> with Oglesby coming in. And, and and Oglesby filled the role of the the kick-out shooter when Gatons wasn't on the court. I don't – yeah, I agree. I don't see exactly. that to actually fit into this team. But I still like to – I mean, it, it is fun to boo him, though. Yeah. For, look, yeah. hate away. Hating's one. Um, you know, don't, don't change your feelings on that. <laughs> But to make you feel a little better, like, you know, he probably would have gotten lost in the mix. I don't know what that says about these two teams. I mean, I guess it's just, you know, the position or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, Iowa, something, the way that they ended the season and especially the way that that last Wisconsin game ended, I mean, they were, they were a hot team and, you know, they're a couple of hiccups away from being where Wisconsin is right now, I think. Well, and I think, I think it's a style issue. I mean, I, when we looked at, at McCaffrey when he came over, there just wasn't uh, – he didn't have any real history with using a, a, a shooter at all, really. I mean, they were a drive-and-dish team, but they were an interior drive-and-dish team at Siena. And so, you know, I was kind of surprised he, he got as much out of Oglesby and Gatons as he did. And it was because Gatons, you know, developed the mid-range game a little bit. And Oglesby just had no conscience. Um, yeah. Uh, and so, so I, I, I understand the, I agree. I don't think Bruss would really fit. I just, I still just, you know, enjoy it. Um, yeah, again, there's no, there's no, nothing wrong with hating right. on him, but, uh. Um, so guys that don't qualify, I mean, I'm assuming you guys love Kenny Boynton. But, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, any guy, uh, any guy who shoots like a hundred, I mean, I, I, I'm not looking at the stats right now, but I'm going to guess. 5,000 threes this year. Um, he, like, it's, it's incredible. And I mean, on, on those teams, like, those four teams, they just done, like, that's what they're looking to do. Uh, and so, he, I mean, John Jenkins was another one of Vanderbilt who's gone now because of Wisconsin. So, like, 
I, I mean, when he, when Neon speaks, I just want to, for the record, when Neon speaks highly of Wisconsin, he's speaking exclusively for himself. Um, <laughs> I, uh, only half I hate for watching myself, even. I might only be half of myself. <laughs> I hate watching their games because the score is always like 11 to 6, and there's like three minutes left, and they're just holding the ball. It's, yeah, it's like watching a game from the 1950s, um, except with a black guy with a 1990s haircut. So, um, but, so John Jenkins on Vanderbilt, uh, kind of, I mean, he led us, like, he was just all over the place. Such an awesome shooter. Um, but, yeah, I think there's, oh, you, you know, a guy still in the tournament to watch is Nick Kellogg on, on Ohio, who is Clark Kellogg's son. Uh, he, he's a big time gunner, um, himself, and like, you know, he's Clark Kellogg's son, so he has to sort of live that down or celebrate it, depending on your view of Clark Kellogg. And, uh, <laughs> so, so he's, he's someone to watch in there. Um, Neon, can you think of, of anyone else off the top that? Steve Novak on Marquette is just been going way <laughs> <laughs> ever since you started playing with Jeremy Lin. Um, who else is there? I don't even think, actually, really Marquette, well, I know Johnson, Johnson Odom on Marquette can definitely shoot. I mean, I don't, I don't think he would have been quite a Kingsbury qualifier had he had the necessary qualifications, but, I mean, that's a guy that puts up close to 200 threes a year as he guns it. Um, to Holloway on, uh, yeah, I don't know if you, did you guys watch the, the Lehigh game? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, he between him and McCollum on Lehigh, uh, at, you know, at one point they were just going at each other, and he was hitting these crazy threes, and you know, basically doing everything. Uh, so he, I, he just he guns threes. He's also their best player. Um, so the, you know, there are a few guys left with no conscience, but the, um, the teams that we don't. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say Deron Lamb, too. Uh, everybody talks about Davis, oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And if, he yeah. was, if he was playing against Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis would probably be blocking all his three-point attempts from, like, inside the circle. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he shoot, the guy shoots close to 50%. We highlighted him in our, our little tournament non-Kingsbury uh, shooter preview. Yeah. So, but I think, I don't know, that's probably... You shouldn't watch any other players. <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you uh, – how do you guys see the final four shaking out, other than with just a ton of six-foot, two-inch white guys? Wait, sorry, say that again? How do you feel – how do you see the final four shaking out, other than just your wish of having a bunch <laughs> right. of six-foot, two-inch white guys? Right. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully Taylor makes it. Yeah, I mean – I think Baylor's had the talent all year, and they just kind of didn't come up in the big games like they should have, like these big national games, and, and Heslip was honestly a part of that, unfortunately. But yeah, they've got talent got now, and they've got as much talent and, and size and length and other things that don't apply to our shooters as everybody else, as anybody right. else. Yeah, uh, I think, I got uh, UNC's toast. Yeah, with Daniel Marshall out. Donnie Marshall. I, I, I think you meant Donnie Marshall. You meant Donnie Marshall. Yep. They both played for UConn, well, yeah, so I actually meant 
I meant Khalid El Amin. Uh, <laughs> he was all so, yeah, Mar- yeah, Marshall, like, he, he just, he did too many things for that team, uh, for them to kind of figure themselves out, probably. I mean, personally, I had, I had NC in most of my brackets, but I've, I've got some big 10 going on. I've got Michigan State winning at, at least one of them. Um, you know, if, if yeah, I know mean, basketball I, still has a place in the world, then they've got a shot. How about when, uh, Draymond Green, uh, mocked up the court? Like, every, every sports writers, like, they were just salivating with huge boners when that happened. Like, <laughs> talking about, like, him as, like, the guy who does everything, and then he grabs the mop, <laughs> starts mopping up the court. Like, literally every ESPN, right, like, they, everyone just freaked out and just simultaneously orgasmed. It was hilarious. No, it was the, the Draymond Green as a uh, as a Boy Scout meme has had hit its uh, all time height at that point. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, he's the greatest teammate. He's, he's the best, the best player. He's basically a point guard in a power forward's body, and he mops the floor. Like, the man not he, like he stopped playing video games because he like he was bad at them, So, like he only does things he excels at. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't like Michigan State. That's why I haven't played my Xbox in nine months. <laughs> you know, I think something I'm bad at, like, I'm bad at watching. I'm bad at watching Netflix on my Xbox. That's how bad I am at <laughs> uh, the, uh, I think something's going to happen in this Indiana-Kentucky game. I, you know, it could be a little – I don't want to predict, but, but, I mean, we're seeing the same teams – in the Sweet 16 from 1993, and as we predicted during the year, the 1993 game between Kentucky and Indiana with Damon Bailey on the cover of Sports Illustrated, Indiana won that one. They won this one this year. So, I mean, essentially, if this is the year 1993, uh, just repeated, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Indiana is going to beat Kentucky. <laughs> and... Uh, Everyone's going to have, like, the D. Brown pump. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's got him. That's what's got him. And I'm just trying to find the Cedric Sabalos <laughs> reference now. Like, But <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll work that yeah. in. Um, all right, well, let's talk about something a little bit closer to home. We've got an Iowa fan and a Wisconsin fan. So from the, the inside and the outside. Um, right, exactly. Where, uh, where do you see Iowa going here? First off, let, let's get to one thing first. How do you feel about uh, uh, Devin Marble breaking Kingsbury's three-point record? Well, look, <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of mixed emotions there. Um, from, from angry to as angry as I possibly could be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, the thing is, like, it would have been one if, like, Maddie did it and, like, broke it his senior year and, like, he kind of deserved it because, like, he was on, like, you know, NBA Jam fire towards the end of the year, but, like, Marble, what, what did, how many threes did he hit over the year? Like, I think he made 15 on the year when he did that. And, I mean, that is a totally a, an estimate. Don't don't take that number and write it down. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure he made 15 on the number. year. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden he made seven. So that's, that's like, more why I'm a little bit upset. Like, you know, if Dayton did it, 
I can understand. But, like, fucking, they're playing in a game where, like we sort of referenced, it was like watching the double-dribble game where everyone, no one's playing defense, and everyone's just, like, jumping from the free throw line, and then it switches to that other screen where they, like, automatically right. dunk. And so it, it was just a, a, like, a crazy, insane game. And so I could see why someone would do it, but I kind of wish it was, you know, one of our shooters, uh, well, specifically Gaines. I think that would have been a nice way to go out. But, you know, I just, <laughs> it was going to happen at some point. I, I laughed at it because I'd actually gone over for the, the first game against Dayton, and I turned to the guy I was with and said, man, marble shot's uglier in person than it is on television. And, <laughs> and, and five Madness. days later, he breaks the record. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, when you start, like, you can just see it in the first half, some weird stuff was happening. He was just making things and gaining confidence, and, you know, every time he shot it, I was, don't shoot it! Oh! <laughs> you know, it was like one of those YMCA game moves, where that, like, weird guy with the, like, ugly set shot starts shoot jacking threes, but then he's making them, and you're like, oh, well, maybe, you know, he, like was really good before he got his figure in the war or something weird like that. So I, I think like uh I, I yeah, this is this is I'm 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 happy for him, but I am eternally upset. Understandable. And uh, uh from the outside perspective, from the Wisconsin perspective, how did it feel to lose to Iowa twice this year? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, as I said, we kind of straightened things out, but that first loss, I was like, oh, and at that point, I was like, Wisconsin's not going to make the tournament. And like, every year, I, I kind of maybe say that, especially, it's, they're a weird team where they have to kind of figure themselves out year in, year out, and then halfway through the conference season, they start ripping off these wins, but I mean, losing that home, losing that home to anybody is, is tricky. This one, obviously, it's loaded. I mean, you know, between between everything we do with this blog and just like I've never had any hatred for Iowa. And back, you know, back when I was there, which was uh, starting in '99, like I'd love those Iowa teams. Like and they had some shooters on those teams too. Yeah. Um, Horner, I mean, was probably if we were doing this blog. When I was in college and neglecting like my college work instead of doing it now when I neglect my actual work, I mean he he put up a couple hundred threes two years in a row. I think Hogan did close to fifty percent one year and like four there, yeah, yeah. Hogan, I mean Brody Boyd was like a, a little King Ray mascot, like <laughs> like in, in no way was he a qualifier, but damn, would you want to have him as like if you're putting a team of five shooters together, like why can't he be the fifth one? <laughs> Um, but whatever it was, <laughs> it was tough. You got us, and you know I couldn't, I couldn't quite smart about it like I even wanted to. I'm, I'm uh, glad you brought up Bo- Brody Boyd, and it's for this reason, this reason only. Um, former Iowa Hawkeye great AC Earl has has, um, has been releasing uh, coaching tapes that he's putting together, like DVDs. No I, I'm, we're, Amazing. We're picking them all up for the off season. It's going to be an entire project of ours. But all of the guard, oh all God. of the guard tapes are hosted by Brody Boyd. 
Oh my God! Please, <laughs> this is That's this is synergy right here. I've, I've, I've yeah, it's it's going to be great. <laughs> Holy crap! Um, they should do everything. This is not even like instructional basketball. Like like how to be a gentleman. <laughs> like, like a buddy cop movie. <laughs> right, exactly. Like the, the chief. Oh chief wow! In AC and Brody. Right. Taking your badges. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, AC please, please keep us updated on that, yeah. please. He is doing that crazy sci-fi movie, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's also yeah. He was in a sci-fi movie on the Sci-Fi Network too. (laughs) He's he's a man of many talents. Yeah. Um, There's also one of the movies. One of the movies he's putting out is I'm not kidding a bar and tavern self-defense video. So if you get into a bar fight, (laughs) AC Earl will show you how to. The best thing I've ever heard. Holy wow. Andy Earl. I mean, I feel like Kingsbury should be the guest on that one, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> All right. Yes, so yeah. Like, you want to break the bottle close to the handle? Like, no, you don't. Like, you want you want a little. It's like a your sword versus a dagger, you know. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine if they had, it was like, you know, Kingsbury, like how to, how to pee in a pool, like how to pee in a pool that's not yours, <laughs> like how how to consume, you know. Seventeen seven by sevens and like right. how, how to run suicides while smoking a Marlboro. <laughs> right. How to and get piggyback home. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh. So before before oh. we let you guys go, for those who didn't see the interview with Doug Gottlieb, you have to explain why Chris Kingsbury was number fourteen. So oh yeah. First oh. question. First question yeah. I yeah. asked Gottlieb. Like, oh, yeah. what, you know, I kind of explained the blog to him. He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, top 20 shooters, I was like, alright, let's talk, let's talk Kingsbury. First question I had the gate. He's like, you know, like, Chris Kingsbury was 14. I said, Doug, I don't know what to tell you. I actually, I feel kind of sheepish, but I don't know. His favorite drink was a 7 and 7. <laughs> he said, well, thank you, Doug. Thank you for having that little story. Um, and I believe, and honestly, I think, I think, I think we all know that Chris Kingsbury doesn't, like, put other things in his alcohol than alcohol. But uh, it's a it's a wonderful you know world legend all the same. Uh, well, with that, I don't know if we can necessarily go any higher. So we'll we'll call it a night. Um, we want to thank uh, uh, both the guys from the Kingsbury Factor for coming on the show and remind everybody that they can catch all coverage of both um, uh, undersized Caucasian shooters and the Bachelor. Oh, by the way, how did you guys like the Bachelor finale? Oh wow! Uh, I'll let I'll let Neon handle that. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, the finale was the finale was pretty incredible. You hope for a little more heartbreak out of the ones that didn't get it, uh, so it didn't exactly deliver there. She's like, "Oh no, it's cool. I'm not going to cry and call me when she breaks up with you." <laughs> so that was a little weird, but uh, seeing Courtney, you know, being forcing herself and, and taking everything she had in her like model slash semi actress makeup to attempt to cry at the the reunion show afterwards and not even being able to do it after months of training, especially what she was going to have to do. Like, it was all laid out there. And not quite being able yeah. to pull it off. Uh, like, probably requiring some camera tricks to get the one that comes out of, like, the side of her eye, which I don't even qualify <laughs> as actual tears. It was like a robot reading a book on how to have empathy and then, like, trying very hard to apply those, like, real-life tips. But, 
Yeah, yeah. she was she was hoping for a short out, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but we, we we cover it all. The king's very fast. Yes, I, I have to tell you that my my girlfriend kept asking me why I was paying any attention at all to the bachelor because I'm in the Kingsbury Factor bachelor bracket. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to know if I'm winning. And of course, I let my heart get ahead of my head. I took the blogger, who apparently was not a blogger and was also completely a blogger. Yeah. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Hey, look, she I, was. I had her. I had her seated higher, way higher than she should have been. She she got us all. Yeah. You know, we're she was like she was like the duke so of uh, the bachelor. <laughs> The bachelor blog. Uh, anyway, so for your coverage of um, shooting guards and the bachelor and any other number of things, uh, be sure to visit the Kingsbury Factor. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank, thank you, guys. guys.